Tyrese Maxey was the only reason worth watching the Sixers against the Heat, who lose to a Miami Heat team without Jimmy Butler, without Bam Adebayo, without Tyler Hero at home. We are giving out honest player grades as we look at what we can actually take away from a brutal loss in Philadelphia. You are locked on 76ers, your daily Philadelphia 76ers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into Locked On Sixers. I am your host, Serena Winters, former Sixers sideline reporter, serving up content to Sixers fans. Don't forget to follow, like, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can follow me on Twitter at Serena Winters. I love hearing from you. I love interacting with you. And thank you so much to everyone who's been leaving five-star reviews, dropping questions in the review. If you haven't heard, if you leave a five-star review, drop a question. I will make sure it gets answered on the podcast. Plus, if you like the podcast, if you leave a review, help me get them up. It helps me out. So we truly appreciate you for making Locked On 76ers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms, and we've got great sponsors. Today's episode is brought to you by Truebill. Truebill is the new app that saves you money by helping you identify and stop paying for the subscriptions you don't want or need and can even negotiate better deals on those you want to keep. It is showtime, baby! Thank goodness for Tyrese Maxey. I hope you are not sick of hearing me talk about Maxey because we are just getting started. Without him in the Sixers' loss to Miami, I don't know what positives we would really be talking about in this game. And I think for me, the biggest takeaway from the Sixers' loss to the Heat is that, man, Maxey is really, really, really good, no matter how much we question or talk about his fit alongside Joel Embiid in the lineup or out of the lineup, his production, one thing is certain. Maxi is no joke. Maxi is going to be an incredible player in this league. Right now, he is one of the best offensive weapons on this Sixers team. He might even be, some could argue, number two outside of Joel Embiid on any given night. I mean, Maxi finished with 27 points on 11 for 15 shooting, had a couple of threes, five assists, a block. And this kid, I'm watching the second quarter, and he went from zero to 10 points in a hurry. I mean, you just look up, and this kid is getting buckets. He had zero points in that first quarter, 12 points in the second. And I did not realize until I was going through the stats for this game, I like to look at them quarter by quarter, that Tyrese Maxey, it makes sense now because I can't remember a time that he was not in the game except a few minutes in the first quarter. He played all 12 minutes in the second, third, and fourth quarters. All. And can I just go back to fourth quarter when... Maxi splits the defense 
and somehow, rather than getting blocked by Omer Yurtseven, manages to stay in the air and make the shot at the rim. The body control was just ridiculous. I mean, I thought Omer was blocking that shot. He had a hand on the ball. Had a hand on the ball with thought with Maxi up in the air. And Maxi's just hanging in the air and gets that shot to go after Omer takes his hand off of the ball. I mean, it was ridiculous. Then he comes back on the next play, drives straight to the rack. I mean, I know I'm going straight to the fourth quarter here, but when I think about this game, that's what comes to mind to me. Tyrese Maxey just going off. I mean, it felt like he was trying to single-handedly make the Sixers win that game at one point. He has had his 10th 20-point game already this season, and he's only had 28 appearances. You compare that to his rookie year, he had three 20-plus point games in 61 outings. Shout out to Sixer Stats for those. I mean, hell, this guy even looked good against the zone when no one else did. Ugh. How frustrating was watching the Sixers against the zone against Miami. And you knew it was coming. Now, I will admit, I did not expect first defensive possession of the game to be straight Miami zone. But give it to Spo. I mean, what a coach. He knew what to do to get the Sixers rattled. And it worked. It really, really worked. In that second quarter where Maxi also went off for those 12 points in the second quarter, eight of those minutes... He played alongside Joel Embiid. And I bring that up because it's been a big talking point. We had Derek Bodner on the podcast yesterday. Great, great interview. Uh, If you have not listened to that, it will be timely until the Sixers make a trade. So please give it a listen because Bodner has some really great insight on both what the Sixers' needs are right now, best and worst case scenarios in a Ben Simmons trade, and on this current Sixers squad. And we talked a lot about Tyrese Maxey and how to maximize him and had discussions about, you know, should he be coming off the bench? Should he have his minutes staggered more so he's not playing as much with Joel since he's been so effective without him? Well, tonight was a game where in that second quarter, he's playing alongside him for a lot of it. And look, is he more effective when Embiid is not in the game? Yes. But I thought that second quarter was huge for him to put on a show like that and be aggressive. I mean, the Sixers are so, so, so lucky to have him. And I'm looking forward to talking about him constantly. So, like I said, I hope you all are okay with listening to plenty of Maxi talk because it is not stopping anytime soon. All right, coming up, Joel Embiid, he returned this game. But he did roll his ankle in the fourth quarter. We'll talk about that. And we'll go more in depth on the game and give player grades after that. But first, let me tell you 
about prize picks. Sixers fans, you've been hearing me tell you about prize picks for a month now. Have you not signed up yet? Because prize picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you have not checked it out yet, you're missing out. I am telling you, you are going to love this app for NBA and mixed sports pickums because Christmas Day games are going to be off the charts and even more fun if you play prize picks. They've got the best NBA DFS prop game on the market. They offer more NBA props than any other DFS prop operator and offers all the superstar players as well as bench players only recording a handful of minutes each game. And I think it's great because you can maybe take the over on Joel Embiid combined with the under on Rodgers all in the same entry. The mixed sport entries is a lot of fun. Now, all of our users that deposit and use our promo code will receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100. Just be sure to use promo code NBA. Go to prizepicks.com today and use promo code NBA or go to your app store and download the app. Prize Picks is daily fantasy made easy. If you're not playing Prize Picks, you honestly don't know what you're missing. Thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. So I mentioned that Joel Embiid did return to this game after he missed the Sixers' last game with rib soreness. But in the fourth quarter, just a couple minutes left in the game, Embiid did roll his ankle. And Embiid postgame said it was pretty painful. So that's going to be something we want to watch out for again. Remember, the Sixers play Brooklyn on the second night of a back-to-back in Brooklyn. So just something to keep in mind, something to watch out for. Now, Embiid did say his rib, which is what kept him out of the last game, was fine. So I guess more to come on that. We'll try to keep you updated as best as we can. All right, let's get more into this game here. So the Sixers just played an awful first half. Just awful. I mean, no excuses. Like I said, with the exception of Maxie's second quarter performance, just just awful. I, I, I don't know how the Sixers had that much difficulty attacking the zone. You knew Miami was going to play zone because that's what Spolster does. Like, you knew that was going to happen. How there was so much difficulty attacking it boggles my mind. You've got to make quick decisions going out of zone. And it was the opposite of that happening. And the Sixers knew that. I mean, you listen to everybody talk about it postgame. The players, Doc... You know, they all admitted that them attacking the zone was poor and they had to make quicker decisions against it. And look, some of that is absolutely has to be on Doc. Like, it it has to be. So players, coaching staff, just an awful job in that that department. Um, Kind of funny. It makes me think about what Joel Embiid said the other night when I forget what who their opponent was that was playing zone against him. Um, but Joe said something like he didn't understand why NBA teams play zone. Like that's like a college thing. Well, you saw tonight why teams still play zone because it worked. At the end of the day, it worked. And Spo is a really good coach and we saw that 
Again with Miami, who was down so many players. I mean, no Jimmy Butler, no Bam Adebayo, no Tyler Hero. I mean, some of these guys you're watching out there, you kind of go, who are these guys? And, I mean, we ended up knowing who Vincent was by the end of that one, a career high. Why does it seem like opponents like to get career highs against the Sixers? Can someone explain that to me? (sighs) We'll get to that later. But, look, first quarter, Tobias Harris, Joel, they combined for the Sixers' first 15 points. No other Sixers scored after or within the first eight minutes of that game. It wasn't until Isaiah Joe knocked down a three with something like four minutes left in the first quarter that you had somebody on the board that was not named Tobias or Joel. Just a brutal first quarter. And Matisse Thibel, I mean, we talk him up defensively. I mean, I, I went on record and said he's one of the best defensive players in the NBA right now. So I have to say, his defense against Duncan Robinson, it was awful. Not good. Just a brutal first quarter all around for the Sixers. They were down 29-18 after one. I mean, there was just late entry passes into Joel as well. And at the end of the first half, the Heat had 15 second chance points. And Miami was shooting 45.8% from three. And Miami had 11 threes in the first half. That's a lot. That's a lot. Second half rolls around. The Sixers trailed by as many as 23 points. And got to give it to Danny Green. Because although he did not have a good first half, he was one of the biggest reasons why the Sixers were back in this game. He played really, really solid defense. I mean, he had five steals in the second half alone. And then came back and hit some really big-time shots to keep the Sixers in this one. Tyrese Maxey went on a tear, just continued it. Joel had a big three-pointer in transition in the third, cut the deficit to 11. And the Sixers closed the third quarter strong on a 16-3 run. But at that point, you know... That's a really big deficit that the Sixers had to claw themselves back from. Didn't love that Joel only attempted two shots in the third quarter. He made just one of those, which was that transition three that I mentioned. And Doc Rivers mentioned it after the game. They wanted to get the ball into Joel more. Obviously, Miami's game plan defensively was to not let that happen. And a lot of the passes into Joel in the post weren't great. But the Sixers had a chance. Fourth quarter, and heading into that, Miami had only scored once in 10 possessions at the start of the fourth. Miami was up 84-77 with 9.43 left, and the Sixers' defense is what got the Sixers back into this one. Again, I gotta give credit to Danny Green here. Because his five steals were huge. Not just because of what they did for the Sixers schematically in the game, but because of the energy that those steals brought to really put the momentum in the Sixers' hands. Plus, he had three huge threes in the second half. His nine points were all threes in the second half, and they were big-time threes. And, And look, Denny hasn't had an easy year. 
He's been in and out of the lineup, in and out of the starting lineup, dealing with, you know, different things that have also kept him out of games. So to see him come in in the second half and play how he did, I thought that was promising. The thing was that every time the Sixers got close, the Heat had an answer. And I thought Tobias Harris played a solid second half. I thought he had a good mentality to attack this game. He took it to the rack against Duncan Robinson, split two defenders, and made a huge bucket. I want to see more of that. And later, he hit a huge corner three. He tied up the game. That was big. Catch and shoot three that he just nailed. But guess what? I mentioned that opponents just really like to get career highs against the Sixers. And if you did not know who Gabe Vincent was, out of my alma mater, UC Santa Barbara, you do now. Because this guy could not miss. Career high, 26 points, seven freaking three-pointers, seven of them. And there was one where he ended up getting called because his foot was um, on the line of the half court. So it got called as an over and back. But he launched up a shot that also went in. This kid could not miss. And, oh man. Final possession. 6.7 seconds on the clock for the Sixers. Down three. Again, because of Gabe Vincent, who put Miami over the edge. Down three, Danny Green inbounds to Joel Embiid, who launches a long three, misses the three. Danny Green then fouls Kyle Lowry, heads to the line, and that's game. That's game. That, That, by the way, was not the possession that you wanted to see as the final possession for the Sixers to tie that game. Just going to say it. Wasn't it. Did not like it. All right, coming up, we are throwing out some grades to players for the game, and I've got some post-game quotes for you, some things, interesting things that Doc Rivers said post-game. But first, let me tell you about Truebill. Do you know why free trials renew without your consent? Yeah, I bet you figured it out by now. Money, right? It's a business scam. It's out to get you. So don't let the greedy corporations pocket your money. Download Truebill to take control of your subscriptions. I can tell you from personal experience. And I thought I was pretty good at making sure I canceled any of those, you know, free subscriptions that then renew after on. Well, there was one that slipped through the cracks. And that is where Truebill comes in. On average, people save up to $720 a year with Truebill. And consider Truebill just like your concierge. that They're there when you need them to cancel unwanted subscriptions. Because you don't want to do that. Have them do that for you. So don't fall for subscription scams. Start canceling today at Truebill.com slash LockedOnNBA. Go right now to truebill.com slash locked on NBA. It could save you thousands a year. Truebill.com slash locked on NBA. The Sixers taking on the Brooklyn Nets tonight. We will have a podcast for you after the game, so make sure you tune in for that. But let's get back to looking at some grades for the Sixers against Miami. And look, There's only one guy that deserves an A in this game. 
And you know who it's going to be, who we started the top of the show with, Tyrese Maxey. I mean, he gave it his all, gave it his all in this one, and had a game-high 27 points. He led all scores with 27, finished 11 of 15 with a couple of threes and three rebounds, five assists. He did have a couple of turnovers, and he blocked a shot as well. And without him, the Sixers would not have been in this game. Really have, would not. Tobias Harris, um, look, I think that I thought he played better than other people thought he played, at least according to Sixers Twitter. Look, I'm well aware of Tobias's missed shots this game, including a very uncontested one towards the end there. I'm aware of the charge, but... Look, I have been harsh on Harris's play over the past couple of weeks, and I thought tonight, I really thought that he had the right mentality. He was really aggressive in this one attacking. He was also on the perimeter making clutch, big-time catch-and-shoot threes, and he had the mix of both. He was aggressive. I liked Tobias's game tonight. He had 24 points, um, which... If you look at Sixers' Twitter, you would not have think he finished with 24 points on 9 of 18 shooting with three three-pointers to go along with five rebounds and four assists. Okay, give the guy some credit where credit's due. I thought he played a good game. I thought, I thought he played a good game. I'd probably give him a B. But Joel Embiid, this is a tricky one. Because it's night and day when he is engaged and not engaged. And there were plenty of times against Miami where he just did not seem engaged defensively. And the Sixers can't afford that with the team that they have right now. And offensively, I know that Miami, obviously, their goal was to lock him down. They did a pretty good job of that. Embiid finished with 17 points, 5 of 13. He had that one three-pointer. He made all the shots at the free throw line, 14 rebounds. But I just did not think that Embiid was all there against Miami. I thought he could have had a much better game, and I also thought his teammates could have done a much better job at getting him the ball. I'd probably give... Joe for him because my expectations are so high. B minus, C plus, something like that. Seth Curry, this was not Seth's game. I don't know if maybe he was just partying with his brother, Steph, uh, last night after Steph broke the shooting record. It's certainly a possibility because Steph has really been good. He's been really good, consistent for the Sixer squad. So he is allowed to have an off night, but an off night he had seven points. Just one three-pointer, three of seven, so definitely wanted more from Seth. Matisse Thibel. This is a rough one. Matisse started this game. He ended up just playing 14 minutes, and his line is zero points. Uh, He was a minus 23 while he was in the game. 0 of 5. He had an assist. He had one steal, two blocks, and a turnover. Look, this is one of those games, and I was going to ask Derek Bodner this question, but we ran out of time. I was going to ask him 
if Matisse's defensive qualities, how good he is defensively, does that outweigh his offensive deficiencies? And I think against Miami, it just showed you that if Matisse is not on his A game defensively, and he was not on his A game defensively, I mean, Duncan Robinson was lighting him up in the first quarter, lighting him up. To be fair, Duncan Robinson lit up pretty much any any sixer that was guarding him. But this was not Matisse's game. And I think that if Matisse is in the game, especially starting the game, and he is not living up to how good he can be defensively, that's where Doc needs to make a change. And Doc admitted that postgame. He said, and I quote, on a night like tonight when Matisse isn't having a good defensive outing and they're doubling off of him, I have to get him out of the game. So I think Doc's right on there. Speaking of Doc, not, not a great, great coaching performance from him against Miami. I attribute a lot of that to the Sixers not being able to figure out how to attack the zone. Uh, I attribute that to Matisse Thibel's game. Um, that last possession where the Sixers needed a three to tie the game. I think Doc could have done a lot better job in this game. I'd have to probably give him a C- minus or so in this one. Doc also said post-game that the Sixers' lack of ball movement in the first half versus the zone was disappointing. Yep. <laughs> Have to agree with that. Um, and he also thought the team needed to post Joel more. And Joel postgame also made mention of not getting the ball in the post. Another thing Doc said postgame is that he didn't like that they didn't stay on Miami's shooters. And that was made clear when you've got Duncan Robinson and Vincent hitting three after three. I mean, I still can't believe Vincent had seven three-pointers that game. And Duncan Robinson had four. Miami finished with 18. So that was definitely disappointing. You go down the rest of the stat sheet. I mean, Andre Drummond, he played 11 minutes. Not great. He had, you know, one or two. I think it was one one good steal there in the fourth quarter. That was good for the momentum, but not a solid game for him. Isaiah Joe played okay. You know, he hit a, a three in the first quarter. Like I mentioned, he hit another three later on. He finished with six points, two of three. And Shake Milton played all right. He played all right. Nothing great. Six points, 22 minutes off the bench. Look, overall, this team could have done a lot better. A a really disappointing loss when you are in Philadelphia and going against a Miami team that does not have any of their top guys. This is one of those losses they are going to wish they had back. I can absolutely promise you that. It's a rough one. Hopefully against Brooklyn, who is also undermanned, the Sixers will step up and try to make some sort of statement. So make sure you tune in to tomorrow's post-game pod. And for today, thanks for making Locked On Sixers your first listen every day. 
How about you make Locked On Bets your second listen? Thanks for listening, and we'll see you tomorrow.